You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. I'm Satya Sundaram from Mint's personal finance team. I hope you are enjoying the rain in your city this monsoon season. For this podcast, we invited Mr. Ramakrishnan Gopalan. He is head of products India and South Asia at Visa. one of the top players in the digital payments industry he is going to tell us how to safeguard ourselves from credit card frauds ramakrishnan also walks us through the tokenization process of cards that has been introduced in india recently how it minimizes the chances of frauds and how to check if our cards are tokenized or not are other topics that we discussed as technology keeps evolving and getting advanced with its safeguards Fraudsters are also employing sophisticated methods to obtain the personal information of card users. So it's crucial for us to stay on our toes and be aware of how to protect ourselves. Hence without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hello Mr. Ramakrishnan thank you so much for joining us today welcome to why not mint money how are you doing today good very well it's, it's a rainy day here in bombay so hopefully we'll have a lot of information to keep us going in this conversation <laughs> i hope monsoons will continue for a long time <laughs> anyways um so in this podcast we want to talk about you know various kinds of, of frauds that can happen with uh, credit cards and how can uh, consumers or the users protect themselves from such frauds but uh, before we get into the conversation uh, could you also tell us what you do at uh, visa sure sure thanks satya thanks for having me here and thanks uh, for giving us the opportunity to talk about this important topic topic of frauds uh, uh, i'm i i'm i'm the head of products and solutions uh, you know what you could call me as the chief product officer for visa here in india and south asia uh, product organization is essentially the 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 thinking arm of the organization which is about you know it tries to balance out what we can do for today versus what we can do for the tomorrow and hence uh, you know we are a team we look at consumer trends we look at things what happens in the merchant world we look at uh, regulations that are playing out in the country as well as trends the markets we synthesize all of that and and try to create solutions and and capabilities that makes visa relevant in this country uh that makes payments safer in this market uh you know visa's goal is to uplift everyone uh, every day and being the best way to be paid so we kind of live that spirit every day in the in, in the in the organization and 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 the team uh you know works to build new products and new capabilities we have an engineering team that supports us so a, a good bunch of uh, people who like to do uh, uh all things on payments but in a, in a nice and uh Uh, exciting way that's interesting um so let's talk about the different kinds of card frauds that can happen in india uh, can you give us some color on how is it globally also whenever you have finance there'll always be fraud because those two things always tend to go hand in hand with each other and and as people working in the finance industry it's our job to make sure that you know uh, frauds are kept as low as possible So most common credit card frauds from a you know from a both an institution as well as a consumer standpoint could be uh, what we would call as some kind of cyber attack either uh, you know some malicious actor takes over and, and tr- 
control of large troves of data which also includes credit card numbers or it could be on the other end of the spectrum it could be an individual who could be uh, victimized because you know somebody uh, steals some financial information from them um that's that's how it plays out in most markets the most immediate objective is to try uh, try uh and 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 and, and uh, you know get some financial gain out of it so that's that's essentially where most of the frauds are happening in, in the world i'm trying to keep this simple without getting into technicalities um one of the um, recent visa study among consumers and this happened uh, to markets here in asia pacific uh, which also included india and in india we had about close to 1500 respondents uh, who where we talked about fraud to our customers what they told us about frauds as they think as fraud not just as giving information away but also they see frauds in uh, the process of seeking that information or process of gaining access to that information frauds could also be uh, not just taking away your card number but also you know uh, e- clicking on suspicious emails where you are being taken to uh, non trusted websites uh, where suddenly you get a request for a password reset where you know you know some familiar name and there is an email that has come from that familiar name but the but the but every not everything in that content seems familiar you know somebody is in some emergency and hence you may have to transfer money so frauds could be various you know playing out in multiple ways but at the end of the day the all that the fraud tries fraudster tries to do is to gain access to that piece of information that is valuable to him or her and 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 you could be victimized with this uh, customers also think that many a times fraud happens you know by luring them into traps these could be things like you know i, I get some notification to say hey i i have got my uh, bumper lottery of about 100000 dollars you know suddenly overnight from from um uh from a government agency in 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 uh, in US and 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 people tend to view that quite suspiciously but there are few people who fall prey to it uh these frauds what i'm talking about is is largely categorized as phishing which is essentially trying to steal uh, information personal information from the customers uh, uh you know personally uh, i used to work in singapore before coming to india during covid times there were a lot of emails and calls that some of us got saying that uh, you know government ministries want to keep a, you know keep in t- contact in touch with us because some of our near and dearers uh, have 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 gotten covid and hence you know we should quarantine ourselves and to unquarantine ourselves you should click something on the phone and and then you get into a some kind of a trap so this plays out in multiple ways uh you know india is no unique uh, not unique to this it just it just happens in this country as well but but thanks to a lot of the stuff that our regulators have done in this market uh, you know we have institutional ways by which these frauds have been at least minimized in this country i would like to understand if frauds can happen only if users fall prey to these fraudsters gimmicks uh, are there any chances that you know a credit card company or you know the platform provider in between can something happen from there and as well possible i mean uh, in in a, in a, in a in a sheer probability sense the answer is likely uh you know we we could have uh bad actors gaining access to uh companies and 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 uh, processes 
and hence stealing information i mean you, you all know this right uh, the 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 weakest link is where typically things will fail so if if our processes and, and and our procedures are not strong enough this is likely to happen uh we we have seen some incidents in the past here and there sporadically that some of these have played out in this country but but what i am i'm maybe i'm repeating this for the third time now is that you know that there is a perhaps a recognition that that is likely to happen in a market like us where digital payments are increasing so much which is why there's been a lot that has been done to make sure that uh you know we don't end up in that situation uh, but to answer your question from a sheer probability sense yes but but i would like to make sure that your listeners have the uh, you know get the comfort that there is there is a lot that in play to make sure that we don't uh, necessarily what is probable does not become possible understand and uh, can we also talk about uh, how to recognize a fraud and sometimes even if the bank representative calls we often think that it is a fraudulent call because of the uh, you know number of fraud news that we see in the news so how to differentiate both firstly you know if i were to say that in a, in a in a simplified way we always have to have a doubting thomas's hat on right um, if something is too good to be true it probably is so we just have to be a little bit more mindful about some of this so you know we have to let our you know instincts prevail in many of these things uh, so so prevention is better than cure uh, i think we could take some simple precautions and these are plain vanilla common sense nothing uh, rocket science right the first is simple fact if somebody sending you a link and asking you to click and download something be five times sure before you even think of clicking the link forget even downloading when you click the link you got to be sure that whatever somebody is asking you to do is something that is needed and and it's coming from somebody whom you can trust i think you got to establish that i mean establish that trust first before you even go ahead and do it and and to do that establishment of trust it's important that you validate that through another source uh you know that's 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 very important uh if there are unknown callers and if there are you know if 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 they've called you multiple times i think it's 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 fine you know if somebody if some if something is very critical it needs to get your attention it will i um, mean you know this may be sounding a little philosophical it will somehow conspire to find to find a way to you but you don't need to necessarily take these calls and put yourself in harm's way uh if you know if your bank manager is calling or somebody who is claiming to be your bank manager is calling you uh and asking you to authorize a particular transaction or asking you to share your otp or some password please refrain from doing it you know no bank in this country and rbi has done so much education to uh emphasize this point no bank in this country is going to call you and ask you for your otp or your passcode or you know they're going to send you a link and they you're going they're going to ask you to enter your otp password in a in a phishing website so if such things are happening um please don't fall victims to that and 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 what i i also go one step further and say that educate people around you right as much as you know i talk about it and feel strongly about it i i do you know constantly talk to my uh, my daughter who's a teenager i talk to her about it i talk to my parents to make sure that you know they don't fall prey to any of these so 
it's about a knowing these kind of situation that we spoke about which are potentially fraudulent b spreading the awareness around your social ecosystem your professional ecosystem to make sure that uh, if such thing happens what are the ways and means by which you could at least not uh, fall a victim into any of those situations so uh, you know i started by saying if something is too good to be true it probably is you know it's 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 not true so so make sure that you know that 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 instinct of yours kicks in and then if common sense works in any of these times i'm pretty sure that you will be able to prevent most of the frauds sure sure here i want to share uh, something that i happened to me personally uh, in the last one month so i received a mail uh, saying that it's from the it department and they asked me to change the password so without thinking much uh, because it's from the it department you know it it sounded or it looked like as if it's it's a mail from the it department i immediately clicked on the link and once i clicked on the link i realized okay this is not from our it department and uh, immediately i called up my it department and asked what i what i can do and they suggested me to change the password immediately uh, i'm thinking you know the the techniques that they're using the frosters are using are also so sophisticated these days that it actually appears very natural to us yeah, i i had one personal incident this was in my uh, prior life with another employer where uh, somehow you know the fraudster managed to get an email sent to my official address and, and this seemingly came from my manager who sits in another part of the world like i was in singapore my manager was sitting in new york uh, or one of my managers was sitting in new york and uh, i got an email saying hey uh, this person uh, wants to talk to you click here to talk to uh him or her at this moment and it had many more things some of them were related to work i won't say that they got everything right in that email in terms of the put and explaining the context of why that mail was sent uh thankfully for me you know that mail was not very well composed so it kind of alerted me to potential situation fraud fraudulent uh, uh potential uh, you know phishing attacks that i probably was going through but but people go to that extent where they somehow make you believe that this is from a trusted source this is from a name that you relate to and and hence typically when 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 it comes from your near and dear ones when it comes from somebody whom you knows or somebody whom uh, you want to listen to like your supervisor in your office then uh, you know you're, you you let your guard down a little bit and that kind of happened to me at that moment but thankfully you know once i read those emails once or twice i kind of could make out that it was it was not from a genuine source and to your point you know on this it department asking you to uh, change your password it had something like that in that in that email and once you do a mouse over on the link you could clearly know that it was not from the the employer's website but it was taking you to some you know some hackers website probably right. somewhere else right so i mean so some 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 tools and tips you just have to follow make sure you do your basic sense check and if 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 you still feel strongly about it i would strongly urge you to reach out to that person in a way like typically many of these companies they will take you to a website and you will have numbers listed on the website if if you before you take any action i would say please call those numbers and check for yourself if that's indeed genuinely a registered company claiming to be who they are Yeah, now since you talked about it, um, what if someone 
actually fell prey to it and shared the card details or shared the password and then later dis- realized that it is a fraud how can they go about resolving that yeah i think the key uh, in this situation that there is about uh, uh, the expediency of the action as to how soon that person realizes it and how soon we can get back to them i think i'm i'm talking like again layman i would say a few things right one is if you ever god forbid it i mean i, I hope we don't end up in that situation where we have to do this but if you end up in that situation firstly the moment you realize i think i would say do some basic one two threes you know first thing you will do is you know in this country thanks to the regulators we now have this thing called card controls right um which is essentially nothing but a switch on switch off function for using your credit card so i would say if you are digitally sophisticated or even if you are not digitally sophisticated try looking for the bank app if you already have it installed on your mobile go there switch off your card right away as soon as possible at least that prevents further damage from happening right that's number one if you don't have the bank app uh if you can get access to the bank call them right away uh i'm sure all banks in india are very sympathetic towards these kinds of situations most banks if i if i'm not mistaken already have a some kind of a bypass for these calls you know they where they will immediately once you say this is a fraud you're going to report they immediately you know put you on to a a, a manned agent uh, who can kind of uh, take this call and 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 walk you through what the next steps are uh so uh that's those are the first two things that i would say uh and and if i i would even add if there is some you know somebody who uh if you if you somebody has told that this is come from a personal friend of mine and they are doing something or the other make sure you call the other person and inform them that if, if they get a call that you know um i'm in danger and hence you have to pay money to me to make sure that my danger is taken care of all those situations are also you need to make sure the other side is alerted so that you know they don't end up falling prey to this because those are the other things that can happen so so be alert be vigilant uh uh get to your bank right away if you have a bank's app stop the transaction then and there and then t- try taking it at the bank so that you know the lost monies can be recovered as much as possible and there are very uh clear clear and uh, uh you know fairly self explanatory procedures which have been laid out by most bank to help their customers under such situations so just follow Understand. that sure uh i'm going one step forward and asking what if there is a transaction already ha- happened on my card without m- my knowledge what if there is a debit already happened from my account what are the regulations saying does the bank or the network provider will anybody compensate for my loss in this case yeah so first things uh, you know before you even go there the 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 chances of that happening let's say in a domestic transaction is going to be very minimal because let's say if you if taken your card and and if they try to do an online transaction then the online transaction today in this country happens with a second factor authentication which is a, a one time passcode which gets sent to your mobile so so hopefully that that is one deterrent now let's say a fraudster understands this and they take it and and as long as you have not lost your card but only lost your the card information then 
the only mode for the fraud to you fraudster to use your card is typically the online card not present transaction right so the card not present transaction because there is a second factor authentication needed which is the passcode that comes to your phone uh, largely keeps you uh, well protected you don't you will not lose much now let's say the worst situation something happens you lose your card as well and and then you know you you uh, you uh, somebody has taken money i think uh, you know without getting into the specifics at the other the uh, procedures which are like i explained before i will laid out in the bank to make sure that uh, you know uh, your query is being addressed in the right way of course the bank will need some information to make sure that they do their investigation to ensure that you know uh, the resolution can happen at the fastest possible way but 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 just with card information alone and 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 i i know we're going to talk about tokenization later there is only very little that a fraudster can do at least in a domestic transaction in this country understand but what if uh, i mean god forbid again uh, what if that happens uh, i mean i'm just trying to understand if the bank or the network provider or anybody intermediary anybody will you know compensate for the loss that a user had so in in that situation uh, what happens is and this is where i think you know cards have historically played a, a a very important role in the market because cards are not necessarily not just interoperable which means use the card here in mumbai use the card here in somewhere in bangalore or use it somewhere in boston in the us they may not only work but also the fact that when things don't go well cards do give a, a you know a good fallback mechanism to uh, to depend upon so cards have a very very strong defined process of what we call as uh, you know we call it dispute resolution process essentially you know as card holders and as issuers each of us have rights to raise these disputes and the the system which includes the issuers and the acquirers have a process to resolve those disputes so what will happen in this situation that you mentioned about is the is the dispute mechanism kicks in and there is potentially an opportunity for you to claim a charge back which basically means that you say that hey i don't uh, i have not authenticated this transaction this has not happened with my knowledge and hence i need to get my money back because i have not done this and and that once that information goes to the bank and the bank will ask you a few questions to make sure that they validate that appropriately then they have a procedure of giving that money back to you in 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 a, a certain stipulated time so that that defined process of dispute resolution and chargeback is what will kick in and that keeps you uh, you know that that should give you uh, uh, the comfort to sleep peacefully in the night even if something goes wrong right right but uh... you know unlike in us uh, where if we say that the transaction was not done by us the credit card company will will immediately reverse the transaction right but i don't think that's the case here uh, right mr ramkrishnan uh, say suppose i haven't authenticated and uh, somehow the fraudster got my otp and somehow they finished the transaction and then you know i realized there is a debit from my account i know it's a very uh, you know rare case to happen but if such cases happen i'm just wondering if uh, a consumer can uh, file a case against this yeah yeah i mean in fact case is a very strong word right it's even a okay. case is assuming that 
you've not got your resolution and so you have to take a legal round okay i'm absolutely used to what case i'm responding to that sure. i think you i'm all i'm saying is you don't need to go that that far right there this is a this is a well trodden path in the current industry and 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 you can rely on a lot of things that are already in place now compared to the us since you mentioned that example our market in fact i would say is far more evolved uh than what you have in us uh, us does not have a second factor authentication uh we do have a second factor authentication or we have an alternative factor authentication uh so so the frauds are fewer and and lower in between in this country than than other markets and in, and in that worst case like i said you do have a fairly strong well defined procedure that protects your money and and which is why i would say um, you know satya our customers do understand that and that is why you know you see in various reports the spends on the cards are increasing significantly year over year this is not to say that frauds are not there in the country the frauds are there that people do have the comfort to say that hey i do spend on my card and and i spend on my card and in the worst possible scenario that something goes wrong i do have the protection of the bank and the network helping me to solve for that and that's something that people recognize this in this country and perhaps in other parts of the world which is what is validated in our spends going up so so i want you to look at it holistically to say that there are procedures and stuff that are happening and this since this is working at an industrial scale we see people are being comfortable using cards and that's resulting in more and more of them using the uh, the card based payments for their uh, needs understand yeah Mr Ramkrishnan uh, now shall we talk about the tokenization that was uh, recently introduced yep i think tokenization is going to be a, a a game changer for for us as a network our, our partners as well as for our customers which uh, and and of course merchants for the starters um, maybe if you could maybe define what tokenization is and how yeah, it works absolutely so what tokenization is in in its in its in its simplest form is it it's a process by which you know the 16 digit card number or the the, the card number uh, uh that as as you see it that begins with uh, uh four for all visa cards uh you know will be replaced by a unique alternative uh number or an identifier and that identifier is called as a token uh so what 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 will happen in terms of a during a transaction is that this token is what gets used during transactions uh and 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 in the 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 token actually essentially will devalue the card number so which means even if the token gets stolen or or la or lost uh one will not be able to complete a transaction uh because the transaction will happen in the bank system only using a card number and hence that's why you uh you know uh stay protected so as a consumer consumer when you are using your card you will actually you know thanks to the regulation that kicked in from 1st october of 2022 uh you know all all e-commerce transactions especially the card on file where customers have saved their cards on file have now been replaced with token on file so today when as consumers transact as i was saying earlier they now transact with tokens which were saved at the merchant location and hence you know tokens is nothing but a, a simple identifier a numeric identifier and if it gets stolen also there's going to be no loss of uh any value from a, with respect to a customer uh so the actual card credentials are now being replaced by a token and that's what the merchant is storing and 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 as you check out from let's say a big merchant here in this country 
then instead of using your card number uh, which is saved on the merchant's record you use the token which is saved on the merchant record and and then the second factor authentication kicks in which is the otp and then you complete the transactions so so for card not present transactions which is a very technical word simply put for all e-commerce transactions we are not doing tokenized transactions and hence you know there is no involvement of a card number in terms of how the merchant uh, sends it over to the network or to the issuer for uh, authorization of the transaction and that makes the transaction more safer and also what we found out is while we implemented it the payment success rates which is number of transactions that are actually uh, getting successfully authorized has also been higher so so tokenization which was a regulation that kicked in to improve the safety and soundness of the ecosystem not only did its job of improving the safety and soundness by taking away the the you know the the downside of your information getting stolen but it also improved the merchants by helping them increase the success rate so it was like a uh, you know a dual benefit program if i may call it that solved multiple things in one go the people for whom tokenization applies are the people who are transacting online so obviously a lot of our customers do transact online and hence uh, tokenization is going to be relevant to them i would also like to you know uh, let you know that you know not just in india globally if you look at uh, visa statistics on tokenization wherever tokens have been adopted significantly uh, we've seen substantial reduction in fraud rates uh, globally uh, we feel that tokenization redu- uh, leads to about 28% reductions in uh, uh, fraud rates and not just that even approval rates fraud rates is preventing a bad transaction from happening approval rate is making sure a good transactions happen successfully so approval rates have also seen a 3% increase sure if a customer wants to know whether their card is tokenized for the online transactions or not uh, is there any way that uh, i can go ahead and check online yes a few ways by which you could do one is uh, all merchants have to most of the big merchants do accept tokenization so which means when you store your card today um, uh, you know as a as a part of the as a part of the uh, process uh, you would be sought to provide your consent and that consent will be the uh, uh, approval for you to tokenize your card so it starts with where you store your card credentials and hence you have to provide your approval before that gets tokenized that's number one number two is when you uh, you know go to your issuer's app uh, or your issuer's website or when you call your uh, issuer's call center when i say issuer the bank that has issued your credit card or your debit card uh, they you should be able to see a listing in 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 the either the web version or the app version or in the call center of all the places where your card has been tokenized so as per the regulations the issuer is expected to provide you a information of summary of where all have you tokenized and what merchants those are so you should be able to see it in your uh, in your bank's website or your bank's app now with tokenization uh, and i also did not mention this earlier i, I should probably have mentioned this before with tokenization there is also an alternative authentication called a cryptogram which is exchanged between the parties to ensure that the token transactions are genuine transactions so there is an added token itself is secure on top of token there is a key a technically a, a kind of a a cryptogram call it an encryption key that makes the transactions a little bit more secure and hence 
putting because we have all these uh, defense mechanisms at play we now feel that there is no need for a cvv for the customers to enter the cvv so you don't need to memorize your cvv as long as you tokenize the transaction or the card number and you provide your consent with the merchant to tokenize the transaction and the card credential you don't need to remember your cvv all you need is the second factor authentication which will come typically as your uh, an otp to your mobile sure sure my last question mr ramkrishnan uh, you know this is about contactless you know tap and pay uh, payments that we see with cards uh, how safe are they yeah so you know contactless transactions are as secure as as perhaps as any as it can because the the data handshake between the card and the and the terminal which is receiving that information when you tap the card on a terminal is super secure so any possibility of somebody coming in between and, and stealing that information physically or virtually uh, is is next to impossible so uh, i think as 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 listeners I, i mean i would i would strictly uh, i would i would sincerely request your listeners to feel extremely comfortable about making sure that those transactions are very secure uh, you know i'm i i've not been privy to any frauds that have happened in the past even if they have maybe there are other nuances to it than just being contactless so we got to be mindful about it what we would strongly uh, recommend your listeners to do is you know rbi does provide controls for contactless so you know make sure you turn on turn off as the case may be uh, use contactless transaction more and more first make sure your contactless transactions are turned on um and and that goes for even transactions when you travel abroad you have to keep your cross border card controls also on so that they can be used elsewhere but rbi does on the banks do give the flexibility for you to turn it off in case you know some situation has changed and you don't want to use them for a short time so so that's the control is in your hands uh keep your information secure don't share your pin and things like that with others uh and 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 be be rest assured that the we in the industry are trying to keep this whole process secure and 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 safe so trust us with your information and we will do the job and that's what we've been doing in this country for a long time sure sure with a positive note i think uh, let's start this session uh, mr ramkrishna thank you so much for joining us today thank you thanks satya that's all for now in this episode listeners if you have any queries or suggestions you can reach out to me on twitter my handle is at satya sontanam S A T Y A S O N T A N A M, or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com. Bye bye. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 